This is a post-recording of my final contribution to the three weeks podcast this year, Tavshin Pei Beis. The topic of the Dvar Torah that I gave live at Mincha Marev was my upcoming trip to Eretz Yisrael. Now, Baruch Hashem, a couple of days later, I am actually recording this uh, after a whirlwind trip uh, here in Yerushalayim in the Ramat Hashkol neighborhood. So with great feelings of uh, thanks to Hashem for getting the opportunity to be here, and a thank you to all of you for letting me go, <laughs> um, I wanted to just share um, that final thought, which was as we were getting packed up, ready to go, and sharing the fortunate news with our community members, the most common question that I got, um, it's just very natural, is, so you're going to Eretz Yisrael, you're going to Israel with your family, what are you going to be doing there? So this thought is about what we are going are doing here, meaning we, the Foxburners, are doing here in Israel. And it uh, will lead into a perspective about Israel for this time period. So let's start with this. <clears throat> the, uh, this past week's Pasha, Pasha's Pinchas, um, as I mentioned from the pulpit, uh, featured the time at the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life when he was uh, strenuously... Uh, struggling to let Hash- to plead with Hashem to to be let in to Eretz Yisrael, um, that was his punishment. That was his lot. He wasn't able to enter into the land. Chazal tell us that he davened many many times over, five hundred fifteen tefillos to be exact, as we know from Pashas Ve'eschanan, uh, and Hashem said no. At a certain point, Moshe Rabbeinu changes course and he says to Hashem, "If I'm not allowed to go in as me, as as a person." then at least let me go in in a different form, as an animal or as a bird, to soar through the skies of Eretz Yisrael or to scamper through the, through the desert and woodland of Eretz Yisrael. That's what he asked. And to that he was also turned down. But the question is, what was the reason for that request? What could he possibly gain from scampering through the desert area, through the midbar of Eretz Yisrael or for soaring through the skies uh, even above the holiest of sites. What, what's the purpose of this request? As the Gemara tells us, the reason that Moshe Rabbeinu so desired to enter into the land, was, was he going into the land in order to eat of the fruits of the land, of the falafel and the shakshuka that we have had the opportunity to devour today, um, <clears throat> or like some of the recent advertisements on the back of some from uh, Orthodox community magazines, where there's a depiction, it's an advertisement for, I think, El Al, or some way of getting to Israel. And the depiction is this dramatic picture in which the caption is, it's been too long, as a reference to Israel, a reference to the fact that we haven't been able to freely travel here for quite some time. And the advertisement said it's been too long since, and the the punchline is falafel. <laughs> I, I, I wish it was a joke. I thought it was a joke, and then I looked more carefully, and it seems like it's real. But that's not, I mean, it's beautiful, it's great, it's delicious, but that's not what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted out of the country. So what did he want? Why was he pleading to be let in, even as this other form? Um, one of his pleas, as it says in Pashas Ve'ez Hanon, is, Ev ha'halvanon. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, let me go, please. And let me see the land, the good land, that is on the other side of the Yardain, of the Jordan River. Um, that's what he asks. What's this idea of Evano? Let me please go see. Let me please cross over. The 
Sefer Paneach Raza. There's an early commentary, a Rishon, who writes about, as his name indicates, a Raza is a secret. The secrets, the hints that are uh, contained in the Torah. And he says as follows, What's na, evra na, please let me cross. Na is nun aleph, it's 51. The Jordan River, the Yadin River, uh, um, where Moshe Benu was, was 50 cubits, 50 amos wide. So Moshe Benu is asking, let me na, let me go 51, nun aleph, 5-1. Let me go 51, which means, let me just enter into one ama, into the land. Not that there's, a, there's anything that can be done there, and not that there is anything... Um, that anything specific that I, I'm trying to obtain. Yes, ultimately, we wish for mitzvah sataluyas ba'aretz. But we also recognize that just being one ama, crossing one ama into this incredible land, this land which is uh, soaked with and brimming with kedusha and closeness Hashem, just being there, being in that airspace, being in that holy, holy land and holy air, the avira da'aretz machkim, the air of the land makes us more intelligent, makes us more connected to Hashem. Just being there is so important. And taking a few moments or a few weeks to recognize how special it is to have the opportunity to be here, that itself is an entire trip's worth of activity um, or at least of accomplishment. The Klosenberger Rebbe used to say uh, about the challenge of going to live in Eretz Yisrael, going to live in Israel, and one can apply this about uh, even visiting. Um, he said that when Yehoshua, when Joshua was charged with conquering Eretz Yisrael, the first king that he encountered in the course of his conquest was the Melech Cheshbon, the king of a city known as Cheshbon. Klosenberger Rebbe used to say homiletically that Cheshbon means calculations that we have to defeat the cheshbonos, we have to defeat the calculations if we want to be able to settle the land, and sometimes even if we want to be able to visit the land. It could be quite complicated, it could be quite arduous, but ultimately we have to conquer that melech cheshbon in order to land here, in order to take advantage of the land. Even an exotic animal like a rabbit or a bird or an American <laughs> coming to visit, coming to enjoy, coming to appreciate, and coming to soak it all up and take it in. So. That's the, uh, that's, that's the approach. That's the approach to visiting the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. And it's uh, very instrumental to remember that the original Tisha B'av, the original sin of Tisha B'av, it all started with the Chet HaMaraglim, with the spies and the Jewish people. Uh, we failed to recognize that we failed to defeat the Melech Cheshbon, the Cheshbonos. They're too great. It's too much. It's too hard. We're not able to, uh, to trust in Hashem. We're not able to, to get into the land, to conquer, to move forward, and to grow. Um, that was the original sin, or the original um, precursor to all the calamities in Tisha B'av, as we know, started with the Chet HaMaraglim. So, at this time, uh, it's a very appropriate time to try to uh, combat that original mindset and to develop a love for the land that's not connected to falafel or even a taxi driver, but for the Kedusha that still exists there, meaning here, Baruch Hashem, and for the opportunity to be able to go here and soak it up and yearn for even more.